0: Scoopy gang, welcome to the new episode. Today, I'm here. This is T J and Mr. Lee and we have a, another good friend who is Kelsey. Welcome, Hello. Kelsey. <laughs> What's up, Kelsey? Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I was actually a little bit privileged when you were here. It's great Thank to have uh,
0: guests
2: and like, different mindsets, different yeah. walks of life and... So, so what's your story? How did you end up in Bali?
1: I was actually talking to one of my friends about this last night and we had a conversation about how some people are almost just compelled to come to Bali. Like they don't actually know what clicked or like what where the decision came from. They just kind of ended up here. And when she asked me, she was like, what made you decide to come to Bali? And I was like, oh my God, no one's ever asked me that before. I actually don't know. So um, I was following a few Irish people that were living over here and I've always been a very... Well, actually that's false. I haven't always been, but I dived into a lot of spirituality after I left school. And when I was following yes. these, these people, they were like doing all of this spiritual work over here. And I was like, okay, that seems like a place where everyone is just like on a higher vibration. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to go and actually dive into it more. So I suppose it got to the point where I had the opportunity to go and travel and work at the same time. And I ended up booking a one way ticket and then ended up here. Nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, the spirituality, man, that picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, like, you, did you follow a lot of spirituality things? On
1: my own journey, I definitely dived into a lot of spirituality when it came to, like, I'm a very self-aware person now because of spirituality, and I've always been so interested in it. And I think Bali just radiated this vibration. I think there's something, like, it's on the plates or something, or oh, yeah. a, it, like, calls a you. Pacific
2: Ring of Fire or something, anyway, that's yeah, we're in the
1: Yeah, all the, mm. like... <laughs> volcanoes and earthquakes. Yeah. It's great fun. But yeah, like it's such a powerful place. And even when I landed here I was like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you're whatever you're suppressing or whatever you want to work through, that's gonna come up and it did.
0: <laughs> yeah. So people who are listening, we're not saying it for ourselves. Everybody who sits on the seat yes. every time they're told there is something in Bali. Everybody mm-hmm. in the hot seats is oh, really? a different yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah everybody. That's oh, yeah that's so we're here too.
1: I got goosebumps when you said that. <laughs> but um, no, it's so true. Like the the minute I landed, I was like, Oh my god, I've waited so long for this. Even though I was waiting for so long, I never knew where the place was that I was waiting to go. Really? And then when I landed in Bali, I was like, Yeah, this yeah. is it. And s- since I got here, it's just been. A roller coaster but in a really good way like yeah. every time something stereotypically bad happens i like get so much from it whether it's a lesson or whether it's growth like bali just brings up everything and it's like have you really worked through your shit <laughs> like let's, if you haven't yeah. you're gonna do
2: it here yeah yeah but it's like it's completely opposite to, to being back home where it's oh. there's zero judgment when you want to talk about your stuff everyone's kind of like Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. We know a guy that can fix this, so we know. he has yeah. a WhatsApp number. Go talk to them. Whereas, like back home, I don't feel no. it's nearly as open.
1: No, not at all. Like even when I'm talking about my experiences out here with like things that I've done, like going to the temples and breathwork and like healing and stuff, people back home are like, "You big hippie!" Like, <laughs> people know think you're crazy. person. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like talking about like taking like energy from the earth and stuff like this. And my, like, <laughs> I remember my auntie was like. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> yeah, you, know? you, you need to take a day off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about the end. <laughs>
0: She's doing
1: something
0: else out there. It's not healing. <laughs> I know a psychiatrist. Like, you need to go to him? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, he needs it's a
0: therapist, is he? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's really the vibe.
1: But back it's home. Yeah, back home it's a it's a little bit more closed-minded, and I don't think that that is anyone else's fault other than the culture that we've grown up in. Like mm. you know, I think. I mean,
2: you would probably agree. Uh, you say yours is
0: pretty much. Oh, uh, mine is pretty shitty. I would say, mm. uh, very closed-minded. I mean, even my parents, my friends. I mean, everybody I know mostly are closed-minded. So, for me, it's 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 always. I mean, uh, the more people I talk to is open-minded people. Like, if I had to be open-up, it has to be open-minded people. And if I talk to my friends, it's like, hey, how are you? I'm good. Nothing else comes uh, out of my yeah. mouth. If I if I talk to anybody open-minded, everything flows through. Yeah. I mean, it's it's different, yeah?
1: Isn't it so, like, refreshing to not have superficial conversations anymore?
2: Yeah, the fake and, you, you like, I mean, everybody has done it, like, back home where you kind of hold back a little bit and mm. be like, especially if you meet somebody for the first time, you don't want to be like, Oh, this is all the shit that's going yeah. on in my life. Whereas over here, everybody it's just more chilled about it. I think it's like, why carry a witch if it's a nine? you just yeah have some fun, do some yoga,
1: yeah, so, I don't <laughs> chill know. out like
2: yeah, go <laughs> to the jungle and over yeah,
1: yeah, but it, it, going back to that conversation that I had with my friend last night, like she was saying that she met a guy and he said that if Bali doesn't want you here, it'll it'll kick you out. Like mm. something yeah, I mean, I see
0: a little crazy yeah, people, like, like people
1: getting bitten by dogs and needing to go home for surgery or whatever it might be like if Ali doesn't want you here yeah. you're gone
0: yeah, yeah I think it's something there um if it meant to be like some of the things like we met like meant to be and like we met you like through Putu it's not like we wanted to and like all that um and we are glad <laughs> that we met you yeah, yeah. me too so. me too <laughs> so how like did you struggle through anything before you moved here or you yeah. just like felt like I need to take a vacation and you just moved here
1: yeah I actually went through a lot like I was in the pits of depression at the end of last year like the absolute pits and like a lot of mental health struggles but it's wild because I recorded an episode on my podcast about my mental health journey and mm-hmm. I was like sitting on it after I finished recording it I was like I don't feel like I got everything out there like I don't feel like I really got like my journey across and how far I've come from it and then I never got the file like it's the only podcast episode that i've recorded that the file never got sent over to me and then i texted the guys and then they sent me the the podcast episode from the following week so it wasn't even the one i was looking for so i've never gotten that back so i was like okay that wasn't meant to go out like it wasn't meant to so i'm i'm gonna re-record it in a few weeks and have someone in the room with me because i recorded it on my own and it just didn't feel right but Definitely that was Bali being like, no, you have more to say, like wait for a few weeks and then go back into it. So that's what I'm going to do. But yeah, the end of last year, I was in such a bad place with depression. I didn't know if I actually wanted to like pursue the career that I'm in now because I felt like I couldn't pursue my passion. So basically, I left a job where my values didn't align and it felt like that was the only opportunity to work online and go and like travel. It was to work in that job, but it really wasn't aligning with my values, so I wasn't fulfilled at all even though I was working and like you know, I had clients and stuff. It just, like, something wasn't right. And then when I left that job, I felt like, okay, I don't know if I can do this on my own. I don't know, like, just severe imposter syndrome. And then I knew that my passion was to help people and to help them with their, like, mental and physical health. But I just did not know where to start. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to build a business. I had no a clue. I just knew how to talk to people. Yeah. So ultimately, I was, like, in this mindset where I thought, I'm not going to be able to pursue my passion because I have no idea what I'm doing. And I said to myself, I was like, right one day, I woke up and I was like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I was like, simply just do not want to feel like I do every day, waking up, like severe anxiety about the day, feeling like. I'm a failure, feeling like you know nothing good is coming to me. Feeling like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And I just woke up one day and was like, "This is it. I'm not going to feel like this anymore." So I started diving into self-help books. I started like listening to more podcasts about how to start a business or how to um, become more self-aware, or how to improve your happiness. Like when you take that step into wanting to mm-hmm. change. That is, like, the biggest step you will ever take is when you're in such a dark place and you feel like no one can help me, nothing can help me, and then you're like, but well, no one's coming, so I need to do it myself. Yeah.
2: This isn't going to change unless I change.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like, the moment I realized that no one was coming, like, not in a bad way, but I was like, no one's going to help me unless I help myself. Mm-hmm. And I really focused on, like, developing myself, developing my mindset, and then I just built my business around that. Like, I literally nailed down my core values, which is, like, growth kindness and self-love and i just started coaching people to exercise and improve their mental health and it was the most fulfilling thing i had like one client for about three months and i was the most fulfilled person i may as well have had thousands of clients because i was that fulfilled you know so i just started like online coaching like put everything into that one client and she just gave me so much like positive feedback and i was like yeah that's absolutely what i want to do so then I like made that a business start taking on more clients and then I was like I want to go see what else is out there because like I'm not putting myself on a pedestal when I was like when I say this but I wanted to find more people like me who wanted to take that extra step up and wanted to like dive into mindset and wanted to have those deeper conversations yeah. I didn't want to be stuck in Ireland where I felt like right my business is you know my business is taken away I'm just going to sit here now. I just didn't feel like I was growing. Just go and, day to day. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like Groundhog Day. Same thing every single day. Wake up, go out to my office in the cabin, log on, like help these clients. And then I felt like I wasn't helping myself. So I was like, right, I need to grow. I need to go. So I booked my one-way flight to Bali in March and came here and I was like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. And if it doesn't work out, worst thing
2: you can always go back home. Always go back yeah. home. No, I definitely wouldn't say it's putting yourself in a pedestal. It's a fair player because it takes a lot to like to wake up in the morning and say that's it, I'm, yeah, I'm done. And it's kind of a, it's an empty feeling, but you you get a lot of self motivation mm-hmm. from it where you're like, I got to do this shit myself. Mm-hmm. I've got to like partake in my own rescue. Like nobody's gonna come in and save me. Yeah. So like, what was some of the stuff? I know for me personally was to be physically active. What was helped me with like whenever I would get too much in my head. Would you be? I mean, you box, right?
1: I box, yeah. No, no,
2: no, I've seen this on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, she can fight. Yeah. Um, so we got to tread lightly on what we say. We can yeah. get whacked around the place. <laughs> fight you <him
1: up>. both. <laughs> but um, are you asking, like, what are the steps that I took?
2: No, I kind of mean, like, what was your initial, say, release? Where was your place to go and vent when everything was getting too much for you
1: Mm. before when I was just dealing with like anxious thoughts or anxiety on the daily exercise was my outlet but when I got into a really really dark place that I couldn't even find the enjoyment in going to exercise anymore and it was like literally the smallest step was like right I'm just gonna drag myself out for a walk today and realizing that it's the smallest things like literally dragging yourself out for a walk for 10 minutes is going to force your body to be like, okay, endorphins, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then you start to make those changes over time, include more, because if you overwhelm yourself in the beginning, it's never gonna be like, sustainable. So I was actually dragging myself out for my mental health walks like for the first few weeks I was like why am I doing this (laughs) and then I started to see like myself getting better and especially because I was so invested in getting better I kept reading books and I was just so determined to make myself better and when it came to finding enjoyment in the gym again like that actually didn't happen until I came to Bali so I was still kind of struggling with like getting out into the gym when I was back home But when I came to Bali, like I went to Soma and the community there, everyone's just like cheering each other on, like the coaches want to make you better. They're so like encouraging. And I just like found that love for movement again. And that has literally changed my whole mindset since I came to Bali, because When I first came to Bali, I remember I got on the plane and I cried for the first six hours of the flight because I was like, what have I done? Like, I'm (laughs) not going to be able to do this. I'm going out here. I don't know anybody. I'm severely outside of my comfort zone right now. And then I went to Soma and it was just like, okay, I found my tribe. I found my family.
2: I like that, found a tribe.
1: (laughs) But I got rinsed on the first day because I had boxed back in Ireland for a couple of years and I went into Soma on the first day and they're like, oh, new beginner. And then they put me on the bags just to like see what I had. And I threw, I'd say three punches and they were like, oh, she can throw down, get in the ring. And I got rinsed like oh. they had no mercy. They were like, you think you're good? We're going to bring you down. Like, Welcome to summer. Yeah. So I got ripped apart, but it was so much fun. And I, I love that when someone like is encouraging you, but also like being like, you're doing this wrong. Let's improve it because yeah. people take criticism too harshly sometimes yeah. like, what you telling me i'm bad at this no i'm just telling you you could be better you know <laughs> that's the mindset that i adopted but oh my god absolutely love boxing if you couldn't tell
0: this boy is getting involved in it yes uh, yeah we'll see <laughs> how it goes but uh i heard different stories about soma and like MMA and i um, i heard about the uh, hit studio and all that but uh, it's it's people's their own opinions uh, i have to see for my own opinion so how was your first month in bali like can you chaotic chaotic yeah, yeah. T- can you take us through like how was it like did you like when you're trying to make friends or when you're trying to do something like how was it
1: so in my first four days i was in a motorcycle accident <laughs> <laughs> so first four days i was in bali i rented a bike and i Went off of it basically straight away. I think I was on the bike for about 10 minutes. What happened? Oh, just. just went over like I just I just couldn't drive a bike it <laughs> <Just> so <laughs> dumb like I just was like so stupid I just sort have gone mm. for
0: half of the people in yeah. Bali yeah <laughs> literally everybody in yeah. Bali
1: I was just like yeah I can ride a motorbike. no just go get lessons go get lessons
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so then
1: I, I have a lovely scar on my knee it's a like, nice Bali kiss
2: uh,
1: you got a Bali <laughs> um, tattoo yeah so I fell off my motorcycle on the fourth day and then had a really bad like bruised cut up leg and then couldn't really do much because I couldn't swim with my leg I couldn't like exercise with my leg and then I got I got bally belly (laughs) so (laughs) aggressively like so aggressively ended up in hospital then Yeah, with Bali Belly. And then while I was in hospital, they were like, you also have dengue fever. And I was like... (gasps) What? Okay, this is Bali rejecting me right now. It's like, this is it. I'm going home. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. And that was only a week in. And everyone was like, you need to come home. And I was like, no, this is Bali basically making me, like, stronger because it's putting me through this challenge. And Kelsey, a year before, would have been like, nope, that's it. Like, I'm going home. I can't do this. Like, I don't have the mental strength. But because I had built it up over time, I think Bali was just like, right, let's test this. How mm. strong actually are you, you know? It's like if you've been working towards like a deadlift in the gym. Yeah. And then you're like, right, how how heavy can I actually lift? And you go in. If you just keep lifting the same weight every single time, you're never actually going to know how strong you are. So, I think Bali was just like, right, let's te- let's test the waters. And I did well. Like the whole time I was sick, I was just, like, vibing. I, it did not faze me whatsoever. I fell off the motorcycle, I got back up, and I drove myself to the pharmacy. I was like, that's gas, just <laughs> fell off my bike. And then when I ended up in hospital, I was like, oh, my God, this is gas, I'm in hospital in Bali, who would have thought? I was like, I didn't think all my content would be, like, injuries yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. bruises. And, but I was actually just like, do you know what? What happens, happens. Yeah. And there's going to be, this is not going to last forever. like. Um, So I just accepted that there was better days coming because that's the only thing that kind of got me through that dark period was knowing that it was not going to last forever. And at that time I didn't know it, but as I was coming out of it, I was like, right, I can see where it's going now. But when it came to making friends, SOMA was the spot. SOMA was the spot you meet lots of people with similar interests and that are just there to do exercise because they enjoy it. And going to... Um, networking dinners social events all those kind of places are great to meet people it's so easy to get talking to anyone out here yeah
2: I mean there's so many groups that are running like if you're interested in yoga so many other classes co-working go to co-working you're gonna meet people that are also co-working yeah like it's very easy to meet people out here if you've got an interest there's a group or there's a meetup or something for it like
0: Mm -hmm. we would also attend a few of them Um, no, uh, it's not for us. I mean, we can really go. Really, more the ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're not a group kind of thing. People, we just genuinely meet natural people on the floor. Mm. We go to a group meet up, and we're like, ah, it's two weird people here.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like some people also force it out here. Some people are compelled to come here, but some people are like, no, I'm here to work on myself, and I'm like, okay, do it then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah I've gone to a few networking dinners, and there's actually a really, really good one um Sunrise Social. Have you heard of it? No Ah, uh, Sunrise Social is run by this girl. She lives in Australia now, I think, and it's basically every Saturday it's just like a meet up for people down at the beach for sunrise and I went one of the mornings, one of my friends was hosting it, and it was actually s- so much fun. I met one of the another girl from Ireland, and we had such a laugh, and it was just so easy. everyone was just so nice. I feel like if you're getting up at sunrise anyway, you're going to be nice because <laughs> <laughs> you're a morning person.
2: Yeah, like what do you do? You just chill and literally watch the literally sunrise. Literally
1: just get get coffee on the beach, like just chill out.
0: You say? It might have, have chats, to to like,
1: yeah. Have chats in the morning, huh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll be like... yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, speak to me, I should yeah. still... Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just still waking up. Give me <laughs> two hours, before please. Breakfast.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Don't speak to him before
0: Yeah, he's I <laughs> used to be like,
2: everything okay? He'd be like, yeah. Now I'm just like... <laughs> eat your breakfast yeah. is everything
0: you'll, you'll, you'll okay you'll yeah t- no, just
1: before
0: 9am <laughs> <laughs> i'm just very slow i just i just take my time i just sit and watch observe things you know mm. i like to just my own have my own yeah. coffee do
1: you come alive in the evening then
0: oh, i'm very alive in the evening because i work out and I, this i think this is a perfect time for me to mm. do anything like to talk or like do in the morning i'm like uh, hello uh, hello <laughs> mm. but uh, i feel Like, it depends on the day, like, how I wake up. Sometimes I just run fast, like,
1: you know. Yeah. But that's so interesting because I remember I read a book called Why We Sleep. And there's, like, the, like morning larks and then there's the night owls Mm -hmm. and i'm very much a night owl when it comes to work so when i was back in ireland i was very much caught up in the hustle culture of like get up at 5am do everything before 12 and like have your whole evening whereas i would rather get up and have my whole day and then work in the evening time yeah and even just reading that book brought me a lot of like peace and self-acceptance to be like no it's actually okay i'm just one of those people that works better in the evening i don't have to live up to this instagram expectation of you know get up at 5am and have 20 side hustles and all i was just like (laughs) chill out like you know but instagram um, has
2: a huge like influence especially on maybe the younger generation where it's like they want everything now there's and i don't know sometimes you appreciate the hard work and then when you get there like Mm. it's much more rewarding than than just instantly getting it
1: like yeah i spoke about that actually um on one of my episodes as well, as like even with the coaching that I do, people get impatient. I actually have patience tattooed on my arm here because <laughs> so many people don't have it these days. Um, and... On, <laughs> I think it, I think
0: Bali has some of the people, oh, patient yeah. People, yeah. A lot
1: of people in Bali yeah. have so much patience. Yeah. And every time I get overwhelmed here and I talk to a friend, they're just like, remember why you got that tattoo on your arm? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, thank you for bringing me back to earth. But... Um, yeah like everything is instant these days like imagine if you opened your phone now and you were searching like a new pair of shoes mm-hmm. and if it didn't load within five seconds wouldn't you get a little bit frustrated I mean, is why people shit. Yeah.
0: in us people get pissed off for having like if somebody jumps in the queue or like your coffee has some mm-hmm. shit on it i'm like they get pissed off the whole day yeah. because of some simple reason and I don't think people here like get upset about shit no like, it's, unless and until it's a big reason for it
1: No, like yeah. so many people hate sitting in traffic I love sitting in traffic
0: <laughs> you know, people like, watching
1: th- yeah people watching but also like there's nothing you can do like there's <laughs> nothing like yeah you might have a place to be but like just accept that in that moment like you're powerless
2: yeah see that's what me and you differ I'm like I know I can do nothing but I'll still try it <laughs> <I'll> still <laughs> try to squeeze that scooter <laughs> through the through <laughs> the, through the construction work through the scaffolding yeah I don't
1: like, mind sitting in traffic I'm just like so, especially back in Ireland when I was in the car like that never ever bothered me because I've just like stick on a podcast or stick on a tune I used to go the long way home just so I could get more like
0: one more song uh. yeah, uh, was <laughs> belt every yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do that one if I hear like good song before I reach home like I, I need to finish it I had to go yeah the way I, I do long that as
1: well yeah. I do that as well see
2: I don't mind going around the long way once you're moving it's the stopping and then looking mm. at the crazy people like that are mm probably me trying to like, <laughs> get around and then you got Mary up and, the
1: road doing her mascara in the, uh, in the visor I'm like
2: Mary get out of the road <laughs> <laughs> seriously
1: pull over <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm always early but I'm still like come on mm-hmm.
1: yeah. did yeah. you
0: guys ever feel like the honks like how you guys feel like if somebody honks at you
2: I mean I can only speak for myself maybe this is like a very Irish thing but I would kind of, if somebody honks i would be like uh, what's that all about mm. whereas over here I'm like
0: Everybody's I just assume
2: doing. somebody's driving past me or, I'm or something still like that to give me to a heads
0: up. I still get pissed
2: off.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I still get pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, the reason is in US if somebody honked at you, you did something wrong for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or
0: or they're trying to like be an asshole and do it. Mm. Mm. She,
1: My auntie, she lived in New York, and she said that this the time between the light going green. And someone beeping is called like a New York second or something. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like
0: you need to be very fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: you need to be gone before that <laughs> light is even <laughs> green. Like, so you're
0: yeah. sitting there ready to play Mario Kart. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to be like very nice, and if somebody honks it, okay, what? <laughs> but
1: that's how you like. That's how your brain was conditioned in when you were in the U.S. Like, yeah. do you know? Just it, it. It must be so frustrating because like. It's like a, a trigger for something being wrong. It's yeah. like when someone beeps. So your yeah. brain is like, something's wrong. Yeah. But being in Bali long enough, and then if you tell your brain every time someone beeps it, like, oh, they're just saying, hey. <laughs> then your brain would just be like, okay, it's fine.
0: If somebody tried to make a mistake, I never honk here. It's like, mm. I laugh at it. I laugh. Hello, It's okay. Yeah. No,
2: it's Sometimes I'll honk the horn or beep the horn to let them know, like, yo, don't come out.
0: Mm. Um, because that reason I don't honk much. Because of us, I I don't honk at people. Because if some even somebody does it, I laugh at them. Like, oh, it's okay. Mm. That is the reason I still don't honk here. Even I'm passing through, like uh, I'm letting you know I'm passing through. Yeah. Because I need to need to honk at people if I'm passing through. Oh, I didn't. It took me did. a while
1: to get used to that when I got here. Like people yeah, beeping yeah. everywhere. I was like, why yeah. are they beeping? I'm going as fast as yeah. I can, <laughs> and then I ended up on my side anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah. got nervous (laughs) on the little scooter like but yeah no you can you can literally rewire your brain to like identify what that means
0: yeah I mean yeah. still need to it'll still take time it takes time time. it takes
1: time like anything like if you wanted to get really good at deadlifting like just do it over and over again
0: do
1: you know I keep saying deadlifting
0: <laughs> I really,
1: really. <laughs> we should time. do a
2: little uh, clip and just cut to a video now, and it's like, right Kelsey's
0: deadlift." Yeah. <laughs> doesn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you need to send us uh, how much you deadlift. We'll put it in there. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, She deadlifts ten pounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. Clean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just a sweeping brush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Videos from lockdown. Oh.
0: So, is there any funny stories in Bali for you? Like uh,
1: funny stories? Oh, good question.
0: Like, anything crazy or, like, funny, like, funny for us, you know? <laughs> Do you know what
1: I just can't get used to? Like, how people go around on the mopeds with the most bizarre stuff on the back of it. Like, there would be lads driving down the road with, like, three-foot bamboo sticks on their shoulder. And if they go around a corner, like, they're going to take someone's head off. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they'll have, like, they'll just be driving on a moped with a ladder on their shoulder or like the other day i was driving and there was a guy with a wheelbarrow on the back of it like it's just wild
2: oh it's like a toyota hilux yeah. out here it's like it's like a pickup
0: <laughs> anything will fit on the back of this yeah, barrio yeah, yeah. you on know the buck so drivers, no? yeah. drivers you know the Buxo right yeah, yeah the pool they they have a buxo on the back of the thing and they sit in front and drive yeah it's like a tv kind of but it, it covers the whole school on the back
1: oh my god no
0: it's a complete balance and act like
1: oh absolutely I yeah.
2: wouldn't recommend you put anything on the back <laughs> 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 she had fell to fell once <laughs> yeah, twice, <laughs> twice Kelsey, <laughs> Kelsey couldn't support herself I, I, I do not recommend putting <laughs> no, the bamboo no, no. on I'm actually a really
1: good driver but both times the first time it was my fault I'll give I'll give myself that but um, the second time
0: what was the second time the
1: second time I got just taken out of it like literally just this woman just went through me for a shortcut and I was like right I wasn't even moving I was just stationary like she just came through me
2: like yeah do you have a helmet on like did you come off second time too
1: i flew the second time like i was airborne
0: (laughs) in the middle of the road
1: (laughs) but i
0: bye bye
1: Yeah. at that moment (laughs) i was in the air and i was like i'm gonna like do you know when something is happening like if you have you ever been in a car crash
2: uh have i been in a car crash yeah once yeah you know when it's happening Just
1: like that moment that feels like a lifetime in between like when it happened and then when you actually come around to like realising what happened yeah it's like it's in slow motion so when I was in the air I was like right I'm really going to get hurt or I'm going to die here I was literally just like accepted that and then I hit the floor and I was like oh I'm actually fine I can get up now (laughs) I was not injured whatsoever but I did think my hand was broken for a few minutes but that was just because I hit the ground pretty hard and did she stop? yeah she came back and she she was like I didn't see you and I was like I was right there like,
2: <laughs> I didn't see you. <laughs> valid excuse. Me, okay, you, carry on. Specsabers business <laughs> <carry> on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it was it was grand. Like I'm I'm so sometimes it's I don't know whether it's a good or a bad thing, like when bad things happen to me, I'm just like, nah. Eh,
0: yeah, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you you're like, Oh, it's okay. I mean Yeah. Yeah. If you if you feel like this is a bad thing then you're like in your head like thinking mm-hmm. so much about it. If you're like, just let it go, you're yeah. ready to be. I think it's positive.
1: Because I think for so long, when I was in like that really, really dark place last year, I used to hold on to everything negative, And I used to like obsess about it and be like, no, my whole life is um, like falling apart because of like one thing that would happen that day or like whatever. But now I've learned to like zoom out. And I always mm-hmm. say this to my clients. I'm like, right, when we get into a spiral, like let's zoom out for a second and have a look at what, is actually okay. Cause 90% of the time you're fine, right? So like, if you got a text now that was something negative or whatever, like, okay, you're fine. You're in a safe place. You've got clothes on your back. You've got your, you can afford a coffee or food afterwards. Most of the time, like 90% of your environment is safe. And that 10%, if you focus on that, it's just gonna, like you said, ruin your whole day. Like those people in the US that would like, if their coffee was wrong. Like, okay, people make mistakes. Just say that your coffee is wrong and just fix it and then get on with your day. Don't let it be, like, a big thing just because your coffee was wrong or someone beeped at you, you know. Life's too short for that.
2: Would you agree, like, through your struggles that sometimes you can harvest them, like, bad times and you can use them for your self-motivation? Yeah. Whether it be, like, I've been in a shit place before. This doesn't really compare to that, so I got through this, I can get through this. Yeah. Or I go through that, whatever way you want to say it.
1: Definitely, because I actually, when I'm faced with something like when I'm sick or when something happens, I always just look at it and be like, I look back at the time when I was really struggling and I was like, there's no, nothing more scary or more challenging than battling with yourself. Like literally the voice in your head that you live with 24-7, mm-hmm. like, and you can't switch it off. But when I committed to that change, it made me realize that like, okay, I actually can change how things pan out. It doesn't need to just be like, if something's not going the way you want it to, or something is not like sitting right with you, you don't just have to accept that. You can can reach out, you can change it. You can, once you're just willing to commit to that change. If you want to change it. Exactly. But once people realize that like that's not the way it always has to be, mm-hmm. you don't always have to be sad. you don't always have to be in that dark place. you can reach out to other people and they can help you, but ultimately, you need to make that decision and yeah, definitely now, when I'm faced with challenges, i'm just like ah, i've been I've been worse yeah yeah yeah
0: are you, are you a overthinker?
1: I used to be the queen of overthinking, <laughs> like the queen i used to i mean we
0: know pretty crazy people, so
1: <laughs> overthink everything like overthink like. Today, I literally went to training, went home, and I got ready in like a half an hour, jumped in shower, and then I was like, right, throw the hair up, blah, 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 throw on clothes. I would, like a year ago, I probably would have stood in that room and looked at my wardrobe and been like, I have nothing to wear. And I don't know what way I'm gonna do my hair, I don't know what way I'm gonna look, blah, blah, blah. And I would have overthought it so much. And then I, right now, I'm just like, I'm just gonna be me. Yeah. You know, the lads asked me on the podcast for a reason. They asked me for me. They didn't mm. ask me because of the clothes I was wearing. you <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, your Gucci sliders. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my Louis Vuitton bag.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had a shot corner.
1: Don't expose me like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Brand but Thomas. I... Yeah, I used to overthink so, so much. And then when I practiced presence and just being where my feet are, like, and just accepting me for who I am, that's when, like, the overthinking... Really like took Is it like down. you
0: train Your brain to be In the present because Yeah I'm still struggling To be on the present mm-hmm. I, mean, I do overthink I mean we I always overthink Still now So like, What do
1: you do To practice presence When you try
0: No I don't I don't, don't try anything like, I'm just like Trying to focus On where I am right now hmm
1: So how would you go about doing that?
0: No, nothing. It's just my brain just like if I sit here and talking to you, it's just my brain is focused now. If I'm sitting idle somewhere, it's running like traffic. So that's why I like to people watch. Because if I go just sit by myself and watch people, I let myself thinking Mm -hmm. outside and just see people, you know, observe.
1: But with do you overthink a lot now?
0: Oh yeah, I do overthink. I do overthink about certain things. It's not about everything. It's I don't overthink about all the success and all that, like I only overthink about certain things. Yeah.
1: Mm. And does it like when you overthink, does it cause you to get anxious?
0: Anxious? No. No. Like,
1: do you worry about what you overthink?
0: I mean, I do know it's gonna at the at some point it's gonna change. Mm. But at the end of the day, I mean, for that particular time, I'm I don't feel anxious. It's mm. just like I can't control it. Yeah. That's the only thing. I just can't control it. But I'll I, I won't talk much when I'm thinking. So I'll just sit there and watch. He, he get pissed off. Sometimes I don't say shit. Uh, just yeah.
2: Because <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes you feel like um, that you've been in in that situation. You've been in 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 them shoes. Mm. And when you've held on to it for so long, and when you finally do, as you said earlier, when you finally do let it go, it's kind of like, why was I keeping it mm. so long? So, um, but I think again, it's it's entirely down to the the individual and Mm -hmm. it's not going to be a one size fits all for for everybody and what works for you mightn't work for me like i personally don't deadlift um, (laughs) like there's this
1: it's (laughs) not going to be
2: a one size fits all like there's certain therapies that i know wouldn't work for me and there's certain therapies that i know would work for me Mm -hmm. like once it's uh, for me to be in the present i find it difficult unless as tj said we're doing something like this it's conversation you can be very very present mm-hmm. whereas if i'm by myself and not actually doing anything you can get that monkey brain yeah whereas when you're in the gym I you're
1: really focused love that on you said that monkey
0: brain i mean that's pretty much yeah. probably what it is really like but she changed the question you didn't answer the question did you do i overthink it <laughs> no do. you do overthink. but how do you try to be in the present
1: so there's so right there's three different attitudes that I have towards this. And first one is practicing presence. So how I practice presence is like, I'll tune into like my senses. So I'll be like, okay, what are like three things I can see right now? I can see you, I can see you, I can see the room, I can see the camera, whatever it might be. And then I'm like, okay, Let me take in what I can feel. I can feel the clothes on my skin. I can feel the chair underneath me. I could, like, touch my own hands. Like, I'll just tune into my senses, what I can see, smell. If I'm, like, eating food especially, people struggle a lot these days to be present with food, and that's where, like, a lot of, like, relationships with food get damaged because we're just, like, eat the food and that's it, and we think about things too much. But if we just sit with that food and, like, tune into how it tastes, what the texture of it is, that forces you to be present in that moment because your brain can't multitask. And even though sometimes when you overthink, it feels like it's focusing on so many things when you can just bring it back to one thing, like if you're eating food or if you're drinking a coffee, like I bet you if I told you to now go eat an apple Mm -hmm. and really like tune into just the apple for the 15 minutes or whatever that you're eating it, you would probably say to me that is the best apple I've ever tasted. Because you are just present in that moment. You are not just like eating an apple and then thinking about like, oh, the podcast, this, that, and the other. You're just focused on that one thing. And that's when you can truly appreciate something. Like when I was walking on the beach on my first few days here, I've never been so present because I was like, right, feel the sand, see the sea. I was just tuning into all of my senses. And then this overwhelming feeling of gratitude came and I wasn't overthinking anything. I cried on the first six hours of that flight. And then when I got to the beach, I was just like, everything's fine everything is absolutely fine because I am where my feet are and when you are where your feet are there's like not much that can touch you really it's just like that's where you are so practice presence like just tune into your senses what you can see taste smell whatever wherever you are whether you're eating a meal or whether you're just standing on the beach or in a cafe literally just like stand there and say right I can smell the coffee I can see people I can people watch what are they doing just tune into what is actually going on and something comforting as well for me that I've seen a lot over the past few days and I feel like it's like a a message being pushed at me is like it's it's a quote that I keep seeing it's like if it's bad it's okay but if it's bad it's not the end or something like that I can't actually put the quote together but I've seen it so many times and I'm just like right this is a message because it's basically saying like if things aren't going your way right now it's not Mm -hmm. the end it doesn't need to just be that way so it's something along the lines, like, look, if it's not okay, it's not the end. Yeah. And it keeps it keeps popping up for me everywhere. Instagram, I've seen it, like, on a wall somewhere. I think it's, like, a subliminal or message or something being mm-hmm. pushed at me. It's
0: the universe giving you that. Yeah. You see, right there, I just learned something. Because yeah. being in the present is really hard, like a lot of the people. Mm-hmm. In a way, you're just meditating, being there, like, like going through your senses, yeah. like what you said right
1: now. And that makes you practice gratitude as well because you're like oh my god I have a coffee I love coffee and then you're like okay I have a newfound like gratefulness for this coffee and even I was talking to my friend about this like I get so sucked into my work sometimes that I forget to actually lift my head and say like okay look where I am look where I got myself Because I had a tendency, like especially when I was in that place last year, of like always looking up and seeing like everybody else being successful, what everyone else was doing. And then I recently have only started to practice looking down and not looking down on people, but looking down at where I was and how much I've grown. Yeah. 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 And then something that also differs from back home is like when you look down and you see people that like were in a position that you were in maybe six months ago or something, I want to help them. I don't want to be like, oh you're less than me yeah. or you know that's something about bali as well is that no one is really like in competition with each other no. everyone's just like oh you know what your shit i've been through it th- too here's some ideas of how i got through my stuff like me just sharing how to be present with you i hadn't a clue last year how to be present i hadn't a clue so i started reading books on it the power of now hardest book to read ever but y- just take your time <laughs> there's actually a really good video on youtube that you can watch um about like the power of now and a summary of it and it's really really good for diving into practice and presence and gratitude and just seeing the world from a different perspective again zooming out and looking at okay what can i be grateful for here what can i actually see rather than just zooming into the one thing that's wrong
2: focusing on the the one shit thing yeah but i think that's the really really nice thing about here again it's not gonna be one size fits all so uh, like if you can give your like two pence worth, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that, and somebody takes something from that. I mean, if to disregard the 99 other things you said, if they take one thing, yeah. that helps them a little bit. It's kind of that sort of pay it forward too. Yeah. It's like, I've been there, I'll help you. Obviously, you'd like the person maybe to help somebody else. and Exactly. And everybody finds life a little bit easier because, mm. I don't know, I think we overcomplicate it way too much.
1: Exactly, and I think when people look at like either solutions or methods to try and improve their mental health or something or to like stop overthinking and if someone offers you a piece of advice so let's say I said right DJ let's practice presence and then you didn't find that really helpful for your overthinking when people see that as like okay this is one road to go down when they get down that road and they're like oh this is not really working for me they fixate on the the fact that it's not working for them rather than seeing it as okay that's just one less road to go down Mm -hmm. I went down this road it didn't work out I'm going to go down the other one Because there's always that option, right? To start again, or there's always that option to go a different way or create a new road. Because that's what ultimately holds a lot of people back is fixating on what didn't work and being like throwing things up in the air, being like, oh, it didn't work again, I'm gonna give up. Whereas you just, okay, cross it off, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Go on, try the next thing. And that's where people really grow is when they dive into things, they dip their toe, they realize that's not for me, I'm gonna try this. Know, not everybody's going to like boxing. I absolutely yeah. love boxing.
2: Yeah,
1: It doesn't mean that you're going to fall in love with it, but you might. But if you go and try it, at least you know, oh, I don't like it or I love it. Don't know until you try. Never,
2: exactly. know, never try. Mm. try, never know. Fuck that one up.
1: <laughs> can't score the goal if you don't <laughs> take the shot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> can't win the if you don't buy a ticket. Exactly. TJ, precious on you. Yeah. You have Give to come one. up with one now. Yeah.
0: yeah. Boy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said. I said, you can't score the goal if you don't take the shot. And he said,
2: you can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket.
0: Uh, that's a pressure, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was the worst date you ever had?
1: The worst date I've yeah. ever had? Someone asked me this recently as well. And, I, like, see, usually I'm, like, the coordinator of dates, so they the never matchmaker. go bad. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the worst date I've ever had...
0: Come on. There's a lot of pressure. There's
1: a lot of pressure. The worst hey, don't thing worry. I've you can throw it
2: back to TJ. He can think of a quote while you're, uh, while you're oh, doing it. Oh,
1: th- so. so it was a Tinder date and this guy decided he was going to pick me up in his car. Worst idea ever. Like, why would you ever go on a Tinder date? And the first thing they did was pick you up in their car. Like, that's just dodgy. No. So Yeah, I think it's so dodgy. I, do. I was only like... I used to do the a,
0: same.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to give him a piggyback. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, we
1: well, like meet them there. You know, first date vibes, you've never met this person before. And also, get the bus. (laughs) Get my moped.
2: Have you been to Dundalk? (laughs) There ain't no buses.
1: I just think that that was just such a dodgy move for me. Like, he he was just like, I'll pick you up. And I was like, okay.
0: He's trying to fuck you. That's what the... Yeah, yeah. 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 But
1: yeah, essentially we went for dinner. And then afterwards I was like, wow, that was actually really, really sketchy. Because I never met that guy before. And I just met him in like a car park. And he was like, right, let's go for dinner.
2: Oh, all right, in the car park, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a little sketch.
1: Yeah. I was still living at a home at the time. I wasn't going to let this boy pick me up outside my house. My dad would have actually gone out with a crowbar. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> he would have been like, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. What are your
0: intentions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because some girls actually like guy picking up on the first head mm. being a gentleman. Like I, I don't know. It's I don't think it exists anymore, but yeah. Because it's all the shit you see in Hollywood, right? Yeah. And sleepy to know. Look, there's absolutely <laughs> yeah.
1: nothing wrong with a lad picking a girl up on the first day if they know each other or if mm. they have like actually seen each other physically before oh you got to do a, a selfie check
2: you yeah. have to do a selfie <laughs> check at least catfish <laughs> yeah it's a mind Tinder swindler <laughs> don't
0: be creep
1: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I have one girl asked me to send a picture of me when the first time I'm trying to pick her up and <laughs> I took a spoon and put it in my mouth. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she'd know it was you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and did she? Uh, did she still go on into death? Yeah. Fuck <laughs> man! No. If a chick sent me a picture of a spoon, I'd be like.
0: No, wow. I sent it
1: <laughs> He sent it
0: She asked me to take a picture with a spoon Oh,
1: right, so it's oh, like fair, fine. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Then
0: I'm like, I put a spoon in my mouth I'm like, hello Seduction before
1: the first yeah. date yeah,
2: I missed the part where you said she asked for the spoon I just thought you randomly went to the cupboard Got a spoon like, like took a picture like a Yuri Geller I'm like, hello, babe <laughs> yeah.
1: So
0: how did the date go after that?
1: Oh, it was great. No He's a great guy. Like he, oh, we, we had so much fun.
0: But See, good job. Yeah. See, don't judge so but, quickly. No, I don't. <laughs> How did your one go? <laughs> oh, I, I dated for some time and then got crazy after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I never saw yeah. that guy again.
0: These things happen, right?
1: Yeah, he was lovely, but you know, the, the difference is between Kelsey now and Kelsey then. Realizes that is because he was a man. <laughs> 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 now it's just like no. To men. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like, that's right. I'm like, you're like, oh, oh okay. yeah. I'm, I'm like, I know, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah, <it is>. yeah. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. What is it to
0: say in Top Gear
2: and on that bombshell? <laughs> oh, no shit, we're probably going to get done for copyright. <laughs> but anyway, boys and girls, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day. On behalf of myself and TJ Kelsey, thanks a million for coming on thank the podcast. Thank you both so, thank you so that much. Time f- fucking flu. Time flies and you're having fun. Boys and girls, see you next week. Da da.
0: Peace. Bu